The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lee Mod Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lee Mod Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lee Mod Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Joining me again this week will be my good buddy, George, better known as G-Man on the show. And George, thank you for joining outside the huddle for one more week. Thanks for having me in, Lamont. I, I always get excited when that music starts playing because I know it's time to <laughs> talk some sports, so it, it gets me in the mood. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, it's like that song. I mean, the, the track is from Jay-Z. It's been, it's been playing on the Voice American Network for a minute. I was looking to change it, but I'm the same way. As soon as I hear that track, it's like, okay, let's go. Let's go time. And uh, it's, it's kind of unique, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just thinking that, Every time I hear that, I, I I get going, and you know, at this time of the year, man, it just everything's so exciting. I mean, sports are starting to pick back up uh, from the dead period. Not saying it's dead because of baseball and golf, but but you know how it is, man. We're we're football loving guys, and this show is driven on football. The foundation is based on football from my background, and you cover uh, football and other other sports. So, with training camp kicking off, twelve teams reporting today, and for the most part. From this day moving forward, it's going to be football talked about on the on the field into the Super Bowl. So, George, uh, first thing, how how you feel, man? Are you excited about this up and coming football season? I am, man. There's so many different storylines in the league to look at, and it's just going to be exciting from a media standpoint on all the different ways you can go. So, the league's going to be really exciting this year, and I'm ready for it to start. You know, Texans training camp's coming up this coming up week, so. It's just exciting. It's always this is always the best time of year because you start to get that blood flowing and you know football time is about to be here. Yeah, you mentioned the Texans. They kick out their training camp actually this week. Uh, they have a little presser tomorrow that I'm gonna try to stick my head in for, and uh, they have their camp open up on Friday, which I will be covering. And I'm proud to say I've been consistently covering the Texans here for over I want to say over four years now, four or five years. So I'm excited about that. Training camp is kick going. I mean, it's getting going here uh, locally with the Houston Texans as well as nationally across the NFL. And and we'll get back to the old format, George. We'll bring a lot of the sound bikes from practice and my personal interviews with certain players and, and kind of live up the show a little bit, bring some credibility back to the show. Not saying we lost any, but at the same time, I think it's always fun to hear from the from the players themselves instead of us breaking down and analyzing what we know and what our thoughts are on certain things throughout the league. And if anyone out there that's listened to the show in the past and has listened to the show for the first time tonight and you want to join in with George and I, 
you can surely can call in and, and join in with this conversation of the show and certain topic, topics for tonight. And the call, the contact number to call into the show is one eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Again, the contact number is one eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Now, George, a lot's going on in the sports world right now, and. Uh, I'd be remiss if we don't talk about the Major League Baseball situation with Ryan Braun, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and 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 the situation with him being suspended for the remainder of the season. So, uh, you know, everyone knows about the Milwaukee Slugger, and everyone knows about the fact that he's uh, denied accusations against him for steroids and PEDs and. This whole link to now this year with PEDs and, and, and the Major League investigating what's going on. Before I give you my thoughts, uh, George, go ahead, give me your thoughts on this whole situation and, uh, and, and your opinion. It really upsets me, to be honest with you, and I don't know if I'm the only one that's upset about it, but just from a person standpoint, like if you just look at the guy as a person, it's just he's just a, a bad human being. And I hate to put it like that because I never like to – to dog anybody out like that, but he repeatedly professed that he was innocent when the, when Major League Baseball charged him with uh, when when they got a uh, hold of him having the performance enhancing drugs the first time in 2011, and he and his lawyer, you know, got all this evidence about how the guy who had taken the urine sample the first time got brought it back home and didn't follow the procedures that the MLB has put out for him to follow. And to me, you knew you were a fraud then. So at that <laughs> point, you should have stopped. At that point, you have to stop. You know, Okay, I, I dodged a bullet that time. I, I get a man fired from his job, you know, because he didn't follow procedure. And I try to make him look out, look to be a fraud. But then you come back again, and now we have this, the, these allegations coming now. And they have evidence showing that he actually was juicing again. So that's what upsets me about it is that you threw this other man under the bus, made him lose his job, his livelihood for his family, and you still got to do and play the game that you love to play. And then you continue to do what you were doing that was wrong. You dodged the bullet the first time, and and you still continue to do what you're doing. I just think that's an, an idiotic move on his point. Yeah, and the feelings is mutual between us. We're talking about Ryan Brondy, all-star. Uh, Milwaukee slugger that's been suspended for the remaining of the season, 65 games to be exact for the Milwaukee Bruins. Uh, Ryan Braun, he's losing somewhere 3.25 million uh, for the season. And yeah, originally when I heard about that, I said, "Here we go again." You know, he's a young man. He's a guy that's repeatedly been in the uh, the shadow or 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 been hunted by the steroid PED ghosts and. And it's, it's a situation where I think pride kicked in more than anything. You stated by him uh, dogging out the league and knowing that he did wrong, but he got away, got a mulligan, and got out of the situation. But here we go again. He's a young. He's back in the situation, and I think the league did a great job by being ahead of the situation and just taking him out out of the, of the sport itself for the remainder of the season. But most importantly. They took him out with no pay. I thought that was huge. I mean, when you start affecting the man's money and telling him, oh, we're not going to pay you for your service while you're suspended, hopefully this will wake him up and open his eyes going into next season. Yeah, I mean, it's always it's always nice to see someone get what they deserve. I hate to put it that way as well. But I'm just really fired up about this because it really upsets me that this man cost another man his job 
and he continued to be able to earn the income that he was able to earn. But the other guy gets fired when the other guy honestly did what he was supposed to do. And, and, and the, the particular person who took the urine sample the first time actually was following a procedure from the National Doping Agency. But their procedures are different from the Major League Baseball procedures. So it was one of those things where he just got confused with the process. So it's not even that he was trying to be shady about it. And it's upsetting. I'm glad that, that he's out of baseball, at least for this season. And he's very lucky that it wasn't even longer because this could – I mean, potentially this could have been the second time that he that he was caught doing this. So Major League Baseball should have, you know, taken, a, I think, a little more action in either giving him, you know, up to 100 games or even a lifetime ban, which is what they're talking about for Alex Rodriguez. Oh, man, that's, you know, that would be a major, major setback for Ryan Braun if <clears throat> he's hit with a lifetime ban. But, you know, moving forward a little bit here, Ryan Braun, you know, he won the MVP award. I want to say in 2011, you know, Matt Kep, he was right in there, the, uh, the all-star from the Los Angeles Dodgers. With that being said, George, should Ryan be stripped of his MVP award in 2011 and they, uh, you know, I guess by default give it to Matt Kep? I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind him being stripped of it, but I don't think you give it to Matt Kemp because – and in the end, Matt Kemp lost. You know, I mean, he may have gotten second place, but it's similar to the way the Heisman Trophy is. When uh, Reggie Bush was mm-hmm. stripped of his Heisman Trophy, they don't give it to another person. It's just that there's no longer a Heisman Trophy for that year. I think that Matt Kemp um, actually came out saying that he thinks he should be stripped of it too. And, you know, a media reporter, you know, commented after that and said, well, that would mean that you would get it since you were second place. That's the way it works in the Olympics. They give the gold to the second place person. I don't think Matt Kemp wants the MVP because he knows that he he lost it at that point in time, and he just wants to grind out and get another one the old-fashioned way, getting it the the way that you're supposed to. And uh, I do think that he should be stripped of the of the MVP and any accolades that he's gotten in his baseball career thus far, because it's obvious that he's been doping the entire time. Yeah, I mean it's it's a touchy situation. Matt Kemp, you know, he's a player active player and he's moved forward from that now he got to rehash and go back and answer questions about 2011 uh i mean deep down inside he knew he was the mvp unfortunately he didn't get it uh it, it remains to be seen how it plays out but i'm just looking at some of these numbers that milwaukee is required to pay uh you know braun uh, over in starting in 2014 it says here $117 million. Let me say that again. $117 million in salary, including a $4 million buyout of, uh, of 20, uh, 2021 team option. So, I mean, <laughs> this guy is heavily invested into the organization. Milwaukee has shoved out all, if not all, majority of their money towards Ryan Bruin. And this guy is right now is locked in starting next year. George, when, when baseball gets geared up again, when he's able to come back, $117 million in salaries? That's, that's ridiculous. What's your thoughts? I think I mean, baseball is one of the highest-paid professional uh, sports organizations. They, they are the highest-paid. Um, and it's simply because of how many games they play, the grind of being a baseball player. You play series instead of just individual games. So I could see you know this amount being paid, but 
I think that Ryan Braun dodged a bullet here once again. He gets to sit out the rest of the season with no pay. And I think that he needs to come back and show people that he can do this without doping. That's the only way for him to save face. You look at a person who's, you know, who's gone through what, what Ryan Braun is going through right now, and you want to make sure that if, if he's going to come back from this and he's going to do what he's supposed to do, at least he can save face with some of the people like you and I who feel like he's a fraud and who feel like he, he needs to, to show us that he can do this without doping. Good stuff there, George. And it looks like it's almost time for us to take a break. So we're kind of wrapping up right now in this Major League Baseball situation, Ryan Braun and, and, and the whole suspension for the season. And, and, and hopefully this young man will get himself together, bounce back, and going to 2014, he'll be a better player without the steroids slash PED and a, and, a clean, and a clean conscience. But uh, it's time for us to take, some, take a break here and pay some bills. And when we come back, we'll jump right into the NFL, George. That's what I can't wait to talk about. Aaron Hernandez and other topics next. On Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. George, you still there with me? 
Yes, sir. All right, George, moving forward, man, we kind of wrapped up the in the first segment. We talked a lot about Major League Baseball, Ryan, Ryan Braun. Uh, situation there, steroids. Excuse me, I'm up here looking over some stuff, and <clears throat> we kind of wrapped up that situation. Gave our thoughts on that whole uh, situation and, and steroids. But now it's time for us to jump right into the NFL, man. And I guess we start with the bad first, and then we roll into the good. Talk about training camp and things of that nature. Aaron Hernandez, he's back in court. He went to court today for a probable cause hearing. Uh, for the murder case against him or the death of the young man, um, Mr. Lloyd, uh, last month. Now that uh, Aaron Hernandez is back in court, this is kind of resurfaced right about time where the New England Patriots kick off their training camp. And actually, the head coach for the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, had a chance to address the media in this, uh, I guess, State of the Union address before training camp. And uh, he kind of spent quite a bit of time talking about this whole situation, uh, how unfortunate it is, and, and by no shape or form uh, it's a representation of the New England Patriots organizational program. And, uh, you know, it is it's a situation where it's a sad situation altogether. So, George, starting with Aaron Hernandez. No, let me say, starting with Bill Belichick. You know, he had a chance to address the media, <clears throat> and he's not a, he's a guy that really doesn't he, he say a few words and, and question and answer portion of the, of the media oppressor. So by what you know and by what you heard and his demeanor and everything, how did you feel um, Bill Belichick did today in his press conference addressing the media about this whole Aaron Hernandez unfortunate situation? I'm happy with the way he handled it. Uh, a lot of a lot of times you hear Bill Belichick go to the podium, and if he doesn't like a question that he hears, it's kind of like, next. Like it's it's one of those things where you're just like next question, and it's it's sad to see that because you want to get into the mind of some of these head coaches, but Bill Belichick is very adamant about I want to get up here and talk about football. Anybody else that wants to talk about football, I'll talk all day with you. But if you want to talk about anything outside of this organization or anything outside of football or dealing with this organization that isn't organization that doesn't have to do with football then I'm not going to talk with you about it. And I like that about him in a, in a way that I feel like he is dedicated to his job. So I'm glad with the response that he gave. He let us know that he's saddened by the situation, and it's hard to see one of his players or former players um, do something like this. But it, it's on the football, and that's the way I think the whole Patriots organization feels. They, they want to get on to football and get away from this, this whole scandal. Yeah, and, and with him – Taking this on now before training camp, knowing the mindset of Bill Belichick as a introvert and want to be able to move forward, I think he wants to address it now and get it out the way before practice starts. So when practice starts <clears throat> later this week, um, you know he don't have to address it anymore. He can say next question or I already addressed that. So um, you know that's Bill Belichick. That's what he brings to the table. And he's a very tight to the vest guy, but at the same time he's put in position as a leader of the, or in the face of the franchise as a coach to address it. And I think he did a great job by just showing some sincerity in in his voice, showing that he cared, showing that, you know, he's a human, you know, a lot of people, I mean, it sounds crazy, but a lot of people think sometimes Bill Belichick is a robot or he's robotic and he's not, 
he doesn't show emotions and he show feelings, but the fact that he was able to show some in his own little way by his body language and his gestures uh, meant meant a lot not just to his organization, New England Patriots, but also to the family members that are suffering and, and dealing with this ongoing issue. So now that we address the Bill Belichick situation, let's talk about Aaron Hernandez. You know, he was in court today for uh, a probable cause hearing. Uh, still, they can't find the murder weapon. We talked about this off uh, off air, George, and it's a situation where it's a little sketchy, you know. And and before I give you my thoughts, give me your thoughts on how you feel like it's so sketchy. Well, it might be in the favor uh, or not in the favor for Aaron Hernandez. It's sad because I feel like the family of Odin Lloyd deserves justice. I think anyone who's killed. They des- someone deserves to be brought to justice if it's if it's an unnecessary killing or any, anything, anything like that. And I feel like Odin Lloyd's family is owed that. But I think the prosecution was pressured by the media who found out about the Aaron Hernandez story to begin with. And in doing so, they arrested a man far too soon before they had all their ducks in a row. And in any criminal case, it's the prosecution's duty to present evidence that will, without a, a, without a doubt, convict someone. And if you don't have that evidence, you don't arrest the person. It's just that that's just law 101. You want to make sure that you have all of your ducks in a row before you arrest someone, and especially someone the caliber of Aaron Hernandez with the money that he has, he can get lawyers that will get him off. So it's sad to say I think Aaron Hernandez has a possibility of getting off because of the lack of evidence the prosecution has. And he is he is a, a United States citizen, so he has the right to a speedy trial. So they're going to have to speed this up. They're, this is the final delay. They got it delayed uh, today. And this is the final time that the judge is going to allow that. And I think that after that, they have to come to court with whatever evidence they have gotten and hope to get a conviction. Right now, they have enough probable cause, and it's a lot of circumstantial evidence. They don't have enough physical evidence to convict him. Yeah, and, you know, what? what Aaron Hernandez going to court today for probable cause hearing and, and you know, Bill Belichick addressing it on the same day uh, in his annual uh, press conference before training camp, you know, leads you to believe what is some of his teammates are saying about this or, or when they get a chance to address it during camp, uh, what do you think Tom Brady's going to say? Well, Tom Brady had a chance to uh, interview with Peter King, you know, Peter King, longtime journalist, uh, sports illustrator writer, uh, has the access and, and the opportunity to interview some of the top players in the NFL. Well, Peter King had a chance to sit down with Tom Brady, get his thoughts. And, and first thing Brady said, he simply said that, he has moved on with the situation. You know, he's kind of focuses on the guys that's on the team and having an opportunity to win uh, on Sunday. So, you know, with Tom being Tom and Tom having Tom Brady had an opportunity, having the opportunity tomorrow to address the media, George. Uh, you know, is that the mindset of, of, of what you need to have as a quarterback, especially a team that's really going to be hurting outside of the Aaron Hernandez situation? I mean, they got a lot of other issues that they got to deal with yeah i think that tom brady has the right mindset i think if i was a teammate of tom brady's i would be encouraged by that mindset because you're basically saying it i have confidence in the team that we have right now and that's what i'm focused on the guys who are going to win a super bowl are the ones who are in the locker room right now the guys who are going to lead us to a championship are the ones who are beside me every day in practice 
not the guy sitting in jail. So let's move past that guy and start talking about our football team and how we're going to make strides this season and get past the AFC championship game and into the Super Bowl. I think that that's the, the mentality that they have. I think that that's the position that the Patriots organization is taking. And I think it's a great one. I think that in, in the end, you have to take that mentality when you have some, some sort of controversy like this with your team because at the end of the day, you have what you have in the locker room. You don't have anything else outside of that. So let's come together, do what we have to do, and let's go after a championship. Speaking of controversy, it's always some brewing in the NFL. And right now we go to another AFC team, AFC team. It's like I said, KFC, but I'm hungry. <laughs> it's like I said, KFC, but AFC team, uh, the Denver Broncos. Vaughn Miller has found himself in headlines this week and some issues. Uh, he's actually appealing a suspension from the NFL for pending four games, a suspension of violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. As of right now, George, we really don't know what that uh, substance abuse is. We, it's been alleged and reported. It could be marijuana. It could be PEDs. It could be any sorts of things. But uh, Von Miller, George, went to Twitter uh, earlier this week and, and stated that, you know, quote, he said, seeing reports about a four-game suspension, I know I did nothing wrong. I'm sure this is a result, result fairly, or result fairly, uh, disappointed that the Broncos have to open camp like this, unquote. So with that being said, George, and what you know about the situation and the research you've done on it, you know, well, I can go anywhere with this because the Broncos have been having a lot of off-field issues this offseason. But sticking with Vaughn Miller, you know, this is not his first opportunity. I mean, this is not his first slap on the wrist, in my opinion, from what I've been told and what I've been read. But, where does Vaughn Miller go from here? I mean, he's appealing the situation, but in your opinion, where does he go from here? I think you have to continue to appeal, and if you're innocent, continue to try to prove your innocence. Vaughn Miller is one of the best in the league at his position. If you look at um, defensive players in the past two seasons, uh, in sacks, he has 30 sacks. He's ranked fourth in the NFL. And he has eight forced fumbles, which is also tied for fourth. And then uh, disrupt, disrupted uh, dropbacks. He has 34, and he's tied for six. So that tells you that he's one of the best players in the NFL, defensive players in the NFL. And for the Broncos organization to lose a player of that caliber after already losing Elvis Dumerville, it would be very, very substantial for their team. I think that that would be a loss that would that would hurt them very bad. And their first four games to lose him. Is, is like losing, you know, it's almost like losing Peyton Manning on the on the offensive side of the ball. Um, now, also in that, if he is suspended and it does hold up, he is going to lose one sixteenth of his signing bonus, which is eight hundred sixty thousand dollars. So it'll affect his pocketbook as well. So I hope that that Von Miller is not is not a is not. A, has not been um, doping or anything like that or, or had any substance abuse issues. But if he does, he's going to be facing some penalties that might might uh, cost him some money and some playing time on the field. I mean, we definitely know about this situation here locally in Houston with Brian Cushing a couple of years ago being suspended uh, for a couple of games for uh, banned substance. Now, Vaughn Miller has been tested positive for banned substance, facing a four-game suspension. Uh, you know, 
it's one of those things where you don't have enough information, but you all can speculate and go off of your opinion. Uh, I know Von Miller from Texas A&M, and having a chance to cover him and watch him here locally in Texas, and now watch him progress in the NFL as a defensive lineman. You, you hope the best for the young man, but if, by any shape or form, if he's using performance-enhancing drugs or marijuana or something along those lines, you can't really feel sorry for the young man. You got to just say, "Hey, you know, it's a situation where if you're cheating, and you're doing something illegally against against the system. Eventually, they catch up with you." And it, what strikes me the most, George, about this whole situation is that this is not his first time testing positive. So, I mean, for me, if it was his first time, you can say you can give a guy, you know, another opportunity, a fair shake. But if it's your second time getting slapped on the wrist, and, and normally when you get faced in the NFL, you face a four-game suspension. You've been notified, and, and this and this issue has been addressed behind closed doors. Now it's, it's out publicly. Is that it's at the point where it's, the, the league is saying, well, we we have no other choice but to suspend you. Exactly, exactly. And then also with with the whole situation, I don't know how this plays into it, but if it is something like marijuana in Colorado, that's legal, and so it's <laughs> also legal in Washington. So, I mean, those two states have passed it to where it's legal for them to do that, but you're still operating under an organization that does not see that as a law. So I think that you have to – there's a lot of stuff that's legal that you can't do in the NFL. So it's just one of those things that that, uh, that Von Miller has to make smarter decisions. And if this is true and he, he has been smoking marijuana or doing something that he shouldn't be doing, I think that he needs to, to suffer the consequences just as any other player would. Good stuff there, George. And I heard the music, so that means it's time to pay bills. When we come back – We'll continue to talk NFL, and we'll talk Houston Texans and preview their 2013 training camp, which kicks off this week. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll Lamont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This 
Franklin is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams on the Voice American Sports Network. George, you still rolling with me? Yes, sir, as usual. All right, man, let's go ahead and roll into segment three and kind of talked about some, yeah, not so bright news and, and, and dark gray cloud over the NFL as far as Devon Miller and the Aaron Hernandez situation from this week. So let's go ahead and start this segment off with some great news, some outstanding news in my opinion, with the Tennessee Titans rookie undrafted free agent linebacker out of Clemson, uh, Jonathan Tigg. Willard, this young man, needs to get a badge of honor, in my opinion. He was at the right place at the right time on Interstate 40 in Tennessee, heading to report to the Tennessee Titans camp. Uh, He noticed a young lady in a family car smoking from the backside, pulled up beside her, let her know that it was smoking. By the time she pulled over, the car uh, came into a gulf of flames, and he was able to rescue the family, the kids, and the dog out of the car and became a hero overnight. So, George, you know, with everything going on in the sports world, and you've been around this thing long enough as far as covering sports and understanding, why stories like this is not publicized and talked about the majority of the time, whereas we always constantly hear about the negativity and the downside of, of players, athletes, and just sports in general? Because it's like that old saying, no news is good news. The thing about it is it's good, heartfelt stories don't sell in the media. It's always the grimy stories that that people want to hear. And it's sad in our our society that that's what's accepted. I think if you had more of these feel-good stories in the the media, then we would be looking at a society that was much more peaceful and wasn't dealing with you know, as much violence and things like that as, as there is, but violence sells, as they say, and, and I'm glad to see one of these stories like this to come out, and and for someone, a rookie with a team, to, uh, to he was actually on his way to the training camp um, driving, and uh, he saw this car burning, and he said he just did what he thought anyone would do, which is pull over and help out, and he actually was surprised to see that there were so many cars just passing by as if nothing was going on. But he was able to, uh, with the help of another person who stopped, pull out this woman, her uh, three children, and a dog out of the car. So I'm glad to see that those people are all safe. Um, he said that the car started burning up pretty quickly, so I'm glad that they were all able to get out of there safely. And, you know, it, it's always nice when you see another human being put their life, you know, on the line for someone else. And any time that that, that, that is, uh, that, that's the case, I think you do deserve some sort of honor honorable mention or, or mm-hmm. some sort of honor from someone so yeah glad to see that a guy's putting his neck out there for somebody else yeah no question and young man uh you know a lot of that stuff athleticism and, and, and instinct and being able to uh, respond instinctively without thinking about it 
comes from, you know, a lot of that stuff comes from playing sports, comes from especially playing football. Outside linebacker, I used to be playing, I used to be a former outside linebacker, so you instinctively react first before thinking. And he reacted at the right time, and, and Jonathan uh, Willard, better known as Tig, young man, undrafted free agent for the Tennessee Titans out of Clemson, did the right thing by saving the family, the young lady and her kids and the dog. Hats uh, off to him. And I'm uh, proud of the young man for being at the right place at the right time. Speaking of the Tennessee Titan, George, uh, Jonathan Willard, future teammate, if he makes the team, Chris Johnson, uh, decided to run against a cheater. <laughs> when I heard about this story earlier today, I said, man, it would be great for the show to talk about. Chris Johnson, known as the fastest man in football, ran the fastest 40-yard dash time in the NFL combine history, decided to run against the fastest animal in, on the land, which is a cheetah. Uh, it's a TV special, which is set to air in November during the football season. So right now we don't have footage of it, but we have the story of Chris Johnson along, as, along with Devin Hester, the kickoff punt returner for the Chicago Bears. They ran against a cheetah versus man versus cheetah that will air on the, uh, during the Big Cat Week on the rap.com. No, excuse me, rap.com is reporting this. Uh, this will air. National Geographic. Yeah, National Geographic. Thank you, George. So, no problem. Um, with that, George, you know, <laughs> I was going to make a light of it and make fun of it, but what's your thoughts? I mean, would, would, would Chris Johnson claiming to self proclaim to be the fastest man in NFL combat history running against the Cheetah? When you get a chance to see this video, what do you expect to see? I expect to see myself rolling on the floor laughing because it's one of those things. It's you're you're a human being, and this is one of the fastest predators in the world. So of course you're going to lose. I, I, if I was Chris Johnson, I was Devin Hester. I wouldn't want to start off my season with a loss, and you're already starting it off with a loss by by facing a cheetah. There's no way they're going to win. But I did read part of the story on 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 another website. They actually said that it's not going to be just a flat-out race. What they're going to do is they're going to race down one end and then cut back and come the next way, come back the other way. So I, I think it's it's not only testing their speed but also testing their ability to change direction. So that could give them an edge, I guess. But nah. uh, at the end of the day, it's just <laughs> going to be a funny thing to watch. There's no way they're going to beat a cheetah. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is an incredible thing to see. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see it. I, I really don't believe. First of all, I want to see if he's actually running side-by-side side to a cheetah. I mean, I know that's not going to be possible. I think it's going to be somewhere, it's going to be a glass between the two or something where <laughs> that cheetah say, you know what, I'm going to start running. I'm going to jump over this thing and, and make Chris Johnson my dinner. But I want to see how those two actually, what kind of environment they're actually put into, which would dictate the race. But from an entertainment standpoint, it's exciting to hear. <clears throat> it's outside of the box of what the norm of a football player would do. Uh, the fact that Devin Hester is joined up in part of this is, makes it also exciting to hear about. Uh, only time will tell. We'll see how fast how fast uh, Chris Johnson can run against the Cheetah. But from what I've been told, you know, a Cheetah can go from 0 to 60 in about three seconds. So <laughs> that's all yeah, I need to know. I mean, uh, a Cheetah can go from 0 to 3. I mean, from zero miles per hour to 60 miles per hour in three seconds. Ain't no human being in this world is fast like that. No, not at all. And if I'm not mistaken, this isn't the first time that an athlete's taken on an animal. I believe 
Chad Johnson raced a horse not too far back. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. I remember Chad Johnson running a horse. It was actually on a track. It was like yeah. uh, uh, one of those tracks where they have horse races. So I actually remember that. That's a good point there. But <clears throat> but come on now. I mean, I, and and I think Chad Johnson had a head start. As a matter of fact, when mm-hmm. I think about it, I think he had a head start on <laughs> on the horse, and he still got caught. So. I want to see how this how this plays out for Chris Johnson, but it's exciting. I mean, this is what football is all about: guys being competitive and thinking outside the box. And I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch. It's always good entertainment when you see man versus animal, but it's just going to be funny to watch. Yeah, speaking of exciting to see certain things, the Houston Texans with so much uh, anticipation, with a lot of stuff riding on their. Shoulders this season coming off a playoff season last year, back to back. AFC North, yeah, AFC North, no, excuse me, AFC South division mm-hmm. titles. Uh, they kick off their training camp this week, George, and we definitely will be, from this network standpoint, Voice America, we definitely will be the front runners of the Houston Texans training camp and everything in the AFC South, bringing you live. Uh, sound bites and, and, and well, not really live because our show is once a week, so we'll bring you some archives, sound bites from throughout the week, me covering the Houston Texans 2013 training camp. And, George, so many, so many storylines going into the training camp. We can start on offense. We can start on defense, special teams regardless. So let's start with the head coach, Gary Kubiak. You know, he's a guy that's born and raised in Houston, Texas, went to Texas A&M, earned his stripes in the NFL, became a uh, head coach, earned his stripes, I mean, became an assistant coach and worked his way up the ranks. Now he's the head coach at Houston Texans. When you think about his tenure thus far at Houston uh, with the Texans, how would you evaluate Gary Kubiak uh, as of right now? It's been a long road for Gary. He's gone from the bottom uh, to the top and brought the first uh, divisional championship uh, with this team and and been able to to do to take a lot of strides with this organization. So it's exciting to see so much anticipation around the Texans, especially from a standpoint of if you look back three years ago, the Texans weren't on anyone's radar, and now the Texans are one of the most uh, sought after teams in the in the league. People prepare for certain things about the Texans, and it's because of what Kubiak has been able to bring to the table, as well as Rick Smith. And I think that the the head coaching staff and the front office have done a great job of putting this organization into a situation where they're built to win for the next few years. So I think that it's exciting to to anticipate, and I think that Gary Kubiak is is looking at upcoming that that could uh, that could result in a championship. Yeah, no question, it's going to be fun. I think Kubiak came in in 2006. So with that being said, if that's 2006, he came in and it's 2013. He's going to his seventh season as the head coach. <clears throat> he's definitely matured. I can tell you that one. He's a very quiet individual, as far as he's a detailed guy, a respectable guy. But uh, you know, it's time for him to put up, put up what he needs to put up in order for him to get to that next level, which is the Super Bowl. He needs to bring his his A game this year because at this point. Uh, a lot of teams know about what they like to run. A lot of teams know about their schemes and philosophy as an offensive standpoint. He got some new weapons offensively. He got the rookie out of uh, DeAndre Hopkins out of uh, Clemson. 
I always get him confused with uh, Swellinger, but yeah. out of Clemson. <clears throat> so he has a, a nice compliment piece opposite of future Hall of Fame uh, wide receiver Andre Johnson. So with all that being said, he has uh, his quarterback back intact, you know, Matt Schaub, and, and having Schaub go through some issues last year. Everybody wants to know if, he, if Matt Schaub is the lead quarterback. So, Overall, if I had to grade Gary thus far, I'd give him a B plus. Uh he's not at A yet because he can't get over that hump, the New England Patriots hump and and, and, and you know, they got them scheduled down for, for homecoming this year. So uh it's exciting, man. It's, it's definitely exciting. Gary Kubiak is gonna be a guy out there grinding it out starting uh this week and I definitely will be in the mix with him. So uh I can't wait. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be exciting and I I guess the, the music will start playing here in a second. So, uh, we'll, the next segment, I think we can get into some in-depth discussion on the Texans. Cause it's, uh, it's definitely time for the Texans to get some, uh, some hype around the league. Yeah, no question. But that's why I kind of leave that off for the next segment. We'll go into some storylines before we wrap up the show. But real quick, before we take a break, it looks like we're pressing against our next break. Uh, how would you grade Gary Kubiak? I gave him a B plus. What's your grade? I would give him a B plus as well. I think he needs to get over that hump of the AFC championship getting to that point. And then we'll talk about some A's in his future. All right. Well, cool. All right, D, it's time for us to take a break, man. Let's go ahead and take a break now. And when we come back, be more talk about the Houston Texans and their training camp. We'll preview some of the storylines going into Friday, and uh, we'll wrap up the show. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave Mont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond listen for the comeback radio show with tony farmer a lot of people believe what they read on the internet hear and see in the media and on the news we're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. 
Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lee Mike Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. George, you still with me? Yes, sir. All right, George, we're going into our last segment of the show, and let's kind of wrap this thing up and finish up strong. Talking about the Houston Texans, and it seems like every time we talk about the Texans, George, the show kind of just fly by. The last segment we kind of talked on the back end about the Houston Texans. Now we're going to go in a little bit more in depth about some of the storylines going into it. First one that jumps out of my mind is the return of middle linebacker. Well, was he an all-pro? Has he been all-pro? No, he hasn't been all-pro yet, but he's one of the physical, the, uh, one of their physical linebackers in, in the middle. I'm talking about Brian Cushing, returning from a knee injury. Uh, he's been cleared to return to the Houston Texans. Uh, full go as a training camp starting on Friday. So everyone wants to hear his opinion, his thoughts on, on his process of being back in defense. And George, Brian Cushing is back. How excited are you from a media standpoint and as a fan? I mean, you, you support the Texans. So how, how excited are you to have him back on the playing field for the Houston Texans? I think um, I think anyone who's a football fan is excited to see Brian Cushing back out on the field. If anyone hasn't gotten a chance to see it, go on. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Just type in Brian Cushing Sound FX, and it's basically just him in during the games, and they have him mic'd up, and he's one of the most enthusiastic football players on the field, and he is one of the most determined players on the field as well. He's the heart and soul of the Texans defense. And he brings something to the table that a lot of other players don't, which is that emotion that you need and that, that leadership that you need on the field. So he's a general on the field in his own right. And I think that it's going to be exciting just as a football fan to see this Texans defense in tip-top shape. If you look at the first five games from last season before Brian Cushing was injured, the Texans defense, if I'm not mistaken, could have been number one or number two in the league because of their ability to stop the pass, stop the run. Um, when Brian Cushing went out, their pass coverage was dropped down a, a lot because he's a middle linebacker who can not only play inside the box, but also play outside the box in coverage. So he's one of the better middle linebackers in the league, and I think if he gets a full season underneath him with no injuries and no, no suspensions or anything like that, I think the Texans are looking at, at one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. He's a guy that's physical at the point of attack. He knows what he's bringing to the table and how he needs to bring it. Um, you know, it's exciting to have him in the middle again. It's exciting to see. I, first thing that jumps out of my mind is when his helmet got knocked off and he had blood running down his face. And I was like, man, that's the ultimate football pitcher. That's the ultimate football guy. Uh, I mean, he has multiple highlights and other things like that. But if he can kind of get away from his injury bug – and stay healthy, stay upright, he will definitely impact that defense. Moving to offense, one of the biggest issues for the Texans right now is that right tackle position. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be a tryout base situation. A lot of guys will get opportunities there. But uh, how concerned are you going into this season, and especially training camp, with, without uh, a secure right tackle? I think the right side of the line for the Houston Texans has been suspect since last season. And you look at Derek Newton, who had an injury during this offseason, and uh, he is their starting right tackle last season. And then you have Brennan Williams, who's the draft pick that they that they selected, who they signed this past week. And he's going to be having to compete for that starting job as well. 
if Derek Newton can come back healthy, I think that the right side won't see as much um, as much pressure as they did last year. And I'll I'll base that on one player that they signed during this offseason, and that's Greg Jones. Um, he's a fullback that came from uh, Jacksonville, and he's a bruiser, similar to what the Texans had when they had Vontae Leach. So that running game is going to be heightened even more. Again, this season I think you'll see Arian Foster go back to his – his normal rushing yardage game when uh, when he had a great right right side of the line with Eric Winston and Vontae Leach. Um, he'll be that all-pro league-leading rusher once again um, that we saw back in 2011 or 2010, I believe. So um, I think that the right tackle position is key, but if Derek Newton can come back healthy and Brandon Williams can get under this, this offense under, under – uh, Brandon Williams can get this offense memorized and uh, be able to to play underneath Eric Newton. I think that you'll see a lot of improvement on that right side this year. Okay, finishing off before we finish up the show, you know, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about. Okay, let's go ahead and talk to Ed Reed. Ed Reed has not really made an impact on the team yet. He's still nursing that hip injury, and uh, you know, it's been mixed reviews thus far for Ed Reed. People want to know if, if the Texans drafted some damaged goods. So not drafted, I'm sorry, signed some damaged goods in the off season, or how much will Ed Reed have left in his tank going into the season? So, what's your overall uh, take on Ed Reed now that training camp is about to kick off for the Texans this week? We might not see Ed Reed by week three when they play Baltimore and Baltimore um, when they retire Ray Lewis's jersey. Um, I don't think that Ed Reed's going to come back as soon as a lot of people are thinking that he's going to come back. And I think that does hurt the team a little bit. But I think in the long run, it's not as as bad as everyone thinks it is because Ed Reed wasn't really brought in here to be his old self. He was brought in here to be a, a leader in that secondary and to be someone that, that has a championship ring that can uh, can tell these rookies this is how you do it. This is what you need to do. So I think the DJ Swearinger out of uh, South Carolina is going to be a, a very viable uh, resource for the Texans to go to this season. And he's going to have to step it up and uh, become the, the rookie that he wasn't supposed to be when he was drafted. But uh, I definitely see DJ Swearinger becoming a big part of this defense. And I think that Ed Reed, if he can't do anything on the field, I think off the field, he brings a mentality um, that, and work ethic that a lot of people can't match in the league. So um, he can teach them the right things to do off the field if he can't be on the field. Okay, here, lastly, real quick, what's your expectations for the Houston Texans going into training camp? Um, I expect to see the offense clicking and the defense coming back to, to the, the top-ranked defense in the league. And uh, I think that the season ahead, they'll be 12-4, and four, I think, is my prediction for the season. You said 12-4? and four? Yes, sir. All right, well, I give them somewhere like 13-3. and three. I, I forgot which teams I had them losing to, but I think the this, this schedule fits them nicely. Uh, I like the fact they're kicking off their season on Monday Night Football against the San Diego Chargers in the last game uh, of that doubleheader. Um, I like the fact that Arian Foster has recommitted himself to getting better. Not saying he didn't before, but I like how the fact that he's focused and he's locked in. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has a big upside, and I think um, his skill set and his size alone and playing against a future Hall of Famer in Andre Andre Reed, 
Andre Reed. I don't know what I'm thinking. Andre Johnson. <laughs> Andre Johnson. Andre <laughs> Johnson uh, would help him, you know, right away because he's going to definitely start opposite of Andre Johnson, and uh, that's that's going to help him. And overall, defensively, Wade Phillips, man, he's the mastermind of the three-four defense. Uh, he's going to get those guys going. Brian Cushing back in the mix. Secondary is going to be nice. Jonathan Joseph, Danielle Manning. We don't know what Ed Reed's uh, to be determined with Ed Reed. So, man, it's it's, it's it's going to be exciting, man. It's going to be exciting. The only thing I'm concerned about is major uh, injuries coming out of training camp. If guys going to have those little nagging injuries, uh, suffering hamstrings or things like that, little small ins and outs, but, from a, a major standpoint, we can't have any torn ACLs. Well, I say we. The Texans can't have any torn ACLs or anything that's going to hurt or set back the offense uh, for week one. But overall, I'm excited. Can't wait for the kickoff on Friday. I'm definitely going to be in there and start it next week. I will have some sound bites and some interviews for the show and to kind of live things up for us, George. And it will be exciting to have you back next week if you're available for Outside the Huddle. Yes, sir. I'll be here, and I was glad to be on this week and uh, hear the music, so I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up, and I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, that is the music, so we need to wrap up the show, and I want to thank everyone for tuning in and logging in or clicking on the show and checking us out tonight. Until we meet again, be blessed. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.